just waiting on a notification. You know, I know how that goes. But other than that, how you been though? You, how's life? Everybody's good? Uh-oh. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Fucking it up. Fucking it up. I can't pop out. That should be good. Okay, okay. Where's the fucking... Check? I'm just waiting on the damn notification, man. Fucking YouTube, man. Ay, you gotta ay, love it. <laughs> it's ay, ay, ay. It, I swear it's an abusive relationship, man. Just just keep coming back for more. It's the big dog, man. Yeah, yeah it is. Yes. <laughs> I don't see anybody on the horizon really that that's really gonna change that no time soon i mean tiktok is one thing but i just don't see anybody on the horizon that's gonna rival youtube in a way that you know okay it's gonna have to be some changes that happen at first honestly. yeah right i mean they would have to come out with a policy that basically lets you say whatever the hell you want without losing anything pretty you know much saying? and then want to monetize you on top of that too right all right, everybody. I got my man A6 Grind Time in the house. One of the yes, one indeed. of the yes, one of the few brothers who I will defer to when it comes to uh, law, civics, uh, sovereignty. Um, I wanna I I brought him here so we can break down the do's and don'ts of when to hold court in the streets if if you must. Um, this was inspired because of Angel Geis. Uh, this was inspired by Corinne Gaines, inspired by Sandra Bland. Um, men, for the most part, understand the consequences and repercussions of taking it that far. Um, before we get too crazy deep in it, you, you were saying that where Sandra Bland's incident wasn't too far from where, where you were at that, at that time as far as the location. Um, from what we all gathered. Corinne Gaines. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Corinne Gaines. Okay. So yeah. since we're Monday night quarterback and everything, what did she do wrong? I, I, I have my suspicions and I kind of have an idea, but you being closer to it, what did she do wrong? Man, man, man. All right. So there was two videos, right? There was, uh, the first video was when she originally got stopped, which was literally, she was making a left into her, uh, complex. She lives in an apartment complex, not too far from here off Liberty road in uh, Baltimore, Randallstown specifically. And uh, she got pulled over and um, they asked her for identification and she started mouthing at him. She, she was basically saying she was free and she don't consent this, that, and the third, but she was really aggressive. And the first police officer that was talking to her was very calm and he was being very reasonable about the whole situation for the way she was treating him. And I haven't watched this video in like five years, man. It's probably, it might have been longer than that. But uh, he was being very reasonable about the way he was talking to her. And she was basically yelling at him pretty much. And he was saying, well, you need to give me ID. I pulled you over such and such. Um, the things she was saying were not the trigger words that, that those police officers listen out for. Anytime you say something to these police officers, they're looking for a way to get you in their jurisdiction. Right. So when you're riding around with these, uh, these cars that are registered with the state, um, if you have their plates on your car, you have their documents in your car, you know, any of these things are jurisdiction points. Um, jurisdiction is obtained by one contract, so let's be honest, because the state of any state is a business. They have Dun and Bradstreet numbers. You can look all this stuff up yourself. So when you're doing an interaction with any of these agents who are basically agents of the states, pretty much, they serve legislation. So they're looking for contracts and to get jurisdiction through that particular term. Another thing you got to be careful for, too, was she had the, uh, I think her plates might have been expired. I don't remember exactly what the scenario was with that, but I do remember she refused to give up a driver's license at that point where she got pulled out of the car and actually ended up getting tickets, and she ended up getting uh, detained and taken downtown, actually arrested. Um, another thing they're actually looking for is engaging in controversy. 
another thing, whenever you're dealing with these officers, you got to remain in honor. If that's any of these public officials, you have to remain in honor. Whenever you create a controversy, you fall in dishonor, which means you fall into the debtor realm. There's two things. Originally, when you come out of the womb, you're the creditor. The creditor is what is basically the blood and sweat and tears of the nation. You ask yourself, what is the nation's dollar backed by? What is the U.S. dollar backed by? It's backed by the full faith and credit of the people. And the people are the ones who go to work and work and pay, keep the machine running, keep the cars fixed, you know, keep the uh, gas and electric running, keep the roads clear, keep the ice off the roads when it snows. You know, there's a power outage there in there getting the power working and all that stuff. These are the creditors of the nation because without these people, the nation doesn't exist, which is basically the corporation pretty much. So when you start to argue, you fall into the debtor realm and debtors enter a controversy and controversy is for court. So actually, that's pretty much the first thing she had done. Well, the second thing she had done wrong. The first one was contracts, you know, not properly terminating contracts, just claiming you're sovereign. You got to put these people on notice. So a proper way to do it would be one. First off, I would suggest anybody who's interested in this stuff, make sure you get your passport. Make sure you get that passport from the Department of State via DS-11 and put yourself on a do not detain list if you're interested in this type of thing. That's the first step I would move. Uh, second step, if you're going to be out here moving around like that, you need to contact the chief of police and you need to contact the mayor of your area and the governor. You need to put these people on notice via certified um, mailing receipt. Get your green slip for return as proof that you sent the notice out. Also, keep a copy of uh, make sure you get any any notice you send to them. Make sure they're notarized too. Uh, notaries are free. You can go right to the bank. And you can get a notary. You can go right to the post office and get a notary. They'll even stamp it for you free, no charge. And then make sure when you get notarized, you send these informations out to the different places that you're trying to reach with a return slip as proof that you sent it. So if you end up in court from a controversy they started, you have proof that people were the right people were put on notice pretty much. 90% of the time, you're not going to get a response. But if you check your, I think it's, uh, it might be Code of Federal Regulations. It's one of them. I should know this offhand, but I've got so many codes in my brain. Sometimes they get distorted. But um, receipt of a notice and non-response is acceptance, pretty much. This is another reason why when you get these bills and things like that in the mail and you hold on to them and don't respond, you've accepted the bill. So, therefore, you owe whatever debt is uh, pretty much pushed upon you. So those are things she could have done to avoid getting arrested. Um, you know, right to travel. If you're going to be out here traveling with that without their plates on, you need to notify the, the right proper channels, which would be the uh, police chief in that area. That way, notice the agents, notice the principal, notice the principals, notice the agent. All the subordinates get the notice. So when they see you out here on the street and your gold uh, Chevy Malibu, they already know what time it is. Whatever custom plate you're using, they already know what time it is. Leave that dude alone. Leave that dude. Don't even mess with him. You might have a rookie overstep. You know, that's that's part of the game. But you need to know how to conduct yourself. Always remain calm because at the end of the day, they have the advantage. They are the military, basically. They have the weapons. They got the pepper spray. They got the 9 millimeter Glocks. They got the tasers. They got the handcuffs. They got batons. They got shit to fuck you up, basically. So make sure you remain in honor. Keep your voice very level, relax, take your time with what you say. Don't respond too fast because they ask you questions that trap you. You got to be very careful what you say to these people and just say, you know, make sure you say things like, you know, um, with all due respect, it's a great one because I've learned that you can say all due respect to somebody and say some wild shit. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, just, just, just as a, a point of advice, you can say all due respect. You know, um, I respect everything you guys do. You guys are out here putting your life on the line every day. This is a bold job. You got to have large balls to do it. I, I told the police. Officer, I remember I watching your video and I was yeah. perplexed. I'm like, why is he giving him so many compliments? I was like, man, fuck them. But then I thought about it, like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you, that's how you keep everybody. Oh, okay. I understood it. Initially, I'm, re I'm watching them like, nah, man, fuck that, man. Don't be complimenting them like that, man. But. Yeah, as I, I further watch and I, I, I calm down because I was irritated for you, you know, and I'm like, okay, let me take my emotions out of it. Let me approach it from a very civic minded standpoint. And then I understood why you did what you did and why you said what you said. So, yes. It really is all about how you conduct yourself, man. It's a chess game. You know what I mean? 
they're playing chess to get jurisdiction because let's be honest, they don't have jurisdiction right away. And you're playing chess to avoid giving them jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically why I said that. So, you know, conducting yourself in that manner, uh, which the police officer was already willing to listen to what she had to say. And he was basically just, you know, trying to do his job. He looked like he was young too. So, you know, the young guys, they're fresh off the, off the, uh, out of the, what is it? The uh, cadet Academy or yeah. whatever. And they don't know. They got a hammer now and everything looks like a nail. You know, when you get that, <laughs> you, you get that first badge in that gun, you get out on the street. It's like, all right, now I'm, I finally done made it out here now. So now everybody in front of me, I got jurisdiction over, but then you got the top brass who've been around for a while and there's complex situations. There's people who are diplomats running around here in the streets. You don't want to end up coming off half cocked to somebody who's the goddamn prime minister of Canada's daughter. Because mm-hmm. now you've created an international incident. So the way these people move is very strategic. And if you carry yourself as such, there are ramifications that are put into place to get you in a safe issue or a safe place. Let me ask you this, because the, the, the notion is out there that most people perceive as cops as dumb. Now, I don't like the term dumb. Now, they may be uh, ill-informed or um, ignorant to some things, but it is, is, are people that have that mindset, if you think cops are dumb, you want to challenge them on what they know out the out of the academy is that a proper mindset to have all right so i actually know two police officers one i trained brazilian jiu-jitsu with one police officer who's in a a, a district uh, i think he's in prince george's county which is about uh not too far from where i'm at and then there's another gentleman who's in uh, baltimore he's in my man's in the in the in the trenches he's (laughs) a baltimore city uh transportation police officers. So I talked to these guys. I got no distraught discriminate from where somebody works at. And a lot of times you can get some really good information talking to these people, how they think, how they're taught, all that stuff. So I'm starting to talk to these guys about the things I talked to you about, Sly. And these dudes, I start to show them case law and I start to show them, you know, these things from the Department of State and how we move. And they like, yo, they didn't teach us nothing about any of this out of the academy. They taught us if somebody says they're traveling and not driving, they're a sovereign citizen and they're trying to kill you. This is literally what these people are taught out of the academy. They're taught that sovereign citizens in the past have shot police officers. That's what they're taught. So when they hear stuff like this, they just go get the supervisor or they're already looking at you with a side eye because they think you're trying to tear the fur off of them. But 90% of the time, people who are exercising their rights don't even want to be bothered with it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. I would go as far as to say, if there's somebody that's going to, you know, do something to a police officer, 90 percent of the time, it's going to be somebody who's not involved. In right. Stuff. So you wouldn't it wouldn't it be more wise to 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 get your cop, the, the cops ready for interactions with because a, a five minute traffic stop shouldn't turn into 45 minutes calling the watch commander. And then he's got to pull, pull out his code book and to go through the, you know, wouldn't that just kind of, I, I don't know, help f- further. Well, it's very simple, slide. They're not, these people are not, and Supreme Court's already ruled in the Florida case. I think it was, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Um, this was in a, the mass shooting. Remember the mass shooting that happened in Florida? Yeah. And the uh, police officer stood outside. Stood out. And, the one that yeah. And, yeah. And, and they said. And he didn't go in. And, right. You know, he didn't do anything about it. And the Supreme Court has already ruled that the police do not have a duty to protect the people. Right. So then you ask you, if you remember when you were younger, the police cars used to say to serve and protect. And protect. Yeah. They don't say that anymore. Here in Baltimore, they say integrity. Well, Baltimore City, they don't say shit. But here in, like, in, in other areas of Baltimore, it basically says uh, integrity, fairness, service. So they changed that. So, I mean, um, you know, these people are revenue collectors, dude. The reason they don't inform about this shit is because if everybody got on their game and learned their rights and realized, hey, I don't need a license plate mm. on my car from the state to travel. I don't need to go through the uh, MVA or the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, or I don't need a driver's license to travel and, and basically use my automobile to get from point A to point B because, you know, Dulles versus Kent 1958 Supreme Court ruling, and then there was uh, Sherrard versus Cullen. There, couldn't have, there can be no statute. Wait a minute, what did they say? There can be no um, 
negative impact on someone from the exercise of a constitutional right or somewhere it went something like that okay. but um yeah these these supreme court case laws and these case law rulings of federal court basically give the right back to the people so the more people that know about this knowledge the more money the state loses this is what it's all about so they're not going to inform the police officer what's going on another way of what i tell people to do is if you're going to be out here exercising your right to travel you need to make sure you recognize the police officers work in a domain that's very similar to any other. It's a job. And with these jobs, if you're going to go work at a post office, right? Let's say you quit your job and you want to go apply for a post office job, right? All right, boom. Let me go apply to the post office. All right, boom. You do the interview. You do. You pass the drug test. All right, bam. I get my hours. You are going to be working the graveyard shift because guess what? The people who got seniority, they're working the 8 a.m. jobs right. to 5 p.m. jobs. So when you out here traveling with your private place at two o'clock in the morning, guess what? You run into Keith, uh, whoever, who's a, a new, newly, uh, was a cadet a week ago. Now he's on the road and you, what the hell is those plates all about? Yeah, I'm exercising my right to travel. Get out of the car. <laughs> this dude doesn't know anything about any of that. He's green. So when you're out here dealing with these dudes after hours, you dealing with amateurs. That's why you guys are getting harassed late at night. Then you got people not putting on the proper notices. People aren't on the do not detain list when they're doing it. They're not secured party, which is a whole nother, you know that's about secure party. That's, that's a whole nother get property. down that, yes. Yeah, so that's when you start dealing with stuff like that, you got to make sure you put all these pieces together. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, the reason why I came to you, because you're one of the few people that I know that are not tied to any doctrine, any temple or anything of that nature um you and yusuf l are probably the only two guys that i know that i never ever said you got to join this nation to do all this and be seen and recognized and for people that want this information there's a lot of confusion they you know people ask well why do i have to join this why do i have to sign up to that why do i have to be recognized as this why do i have to say i'm a part of this so for you to get to the point that you that you are in now, how did you decide to say, you know what, I'm not going to attach myself to any type of nationhood of anybody. And I'm just going to do this solo dolo as you sh as it should be to begin with. But what what got you there? And hey, what I'll tell you what, dude. And what was Go the ahead, point in the moment that you realized I don't need to be a part of anybody else's nation and I can do this on my own for the most part? I tell you what, man, honestly, dude, just human nature, man. Like there's always somebody to do something to mess something up. Or you might have, you know, um, a particular group do something to bring the whole group down. Um, you can look at the Panthers. Good example. Um, however, whatever you think about that organization, you can look at pretty much all the organizations that have been together and there's always been an issue or a rift. So this information in my opinion is not necessary you don't need to be enrolled anywhere you don't need to be underneath anything you literally can get some books head to the law library and you can literally start reading this stuff it, it really is about patience it's about reading and it's about applying all right it is not enough to study one must apply that's a very very strong principle i live by basically so you can read all you want but if you ain't got the balls to, to get out there and enacting any of this stuff it, it really is completely irrelevant. So I realized, you know, it really is just about putting the right people on notice, conducting yourself in a proper manner as a national, basically, and not like a 14th Amendment U.S. citizen, because a lot of the problems people are having are under the, because they got classified as a 14th Amendment U.S. citizen and has continued to claim so right. up until this moment. When you keep claiming to be a legal fiction, which we all know, back to what I said, the United States is a corporation. And a citizen is basically property of that corporation. So anything they tell you, you had better do it because you're their property. And they're not the one that are telling you you're their property. You're telling them they're your prop. You're their property. And as a result, they're telling you what to do. That is the difference. And the people start throwing around the soft sit, this, that, and the third. The bottom line is this, all right? You knowing your rights is how this nation is basically supposed to work. We're all supposed to be doing the research. You know, I ain't gonna lie, dude. Back in the day, I wasn't about any of that, dude. I, I wanted to watch twerk videos. I wanted to go to the strip club. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to goof off. I didn't want to do none of that stuff, man. But you know, it that's the way the system works. It takes care of you when you're living like a second childhood. Not to 
not, not offending anybody or anything like that, not trying to do that, but just putting you on point. The reason that the U.S. government was put into place is to take care of people up until they're 18. At 18, you're supposed to be handling your own business. You're supposed to be writing your own stuff. You're not supposed to be getting a lawyer. You're supposed to know how the court system works. Right. There are books out there for that. You're supposed to know uh, what the laws are, what is a statute compared to law. Uh, Marbury versus Madison, 1803, tells you that any law that's repugnant to the Constitution of the United States of America is null and void. That's a, that's a great one to start at because when you look at that and then you look at, well, why do I need a permit for a gun? It's right there. You know what I'm saying? That's the answer. The answer is there. So it's more, of a, it's more of a thing. It's less about being a part of any group or any substantial organization and more about just getting out there and studying and applying, man, you know? Well, and I'm, I'm with you. And we, it's, almost a, it's almost a running joke that to know that you're ready. You got to, like you said, you got to apply it. You either got to go to court and, and show and prove or you have to risk getting pulled over to show and prove. Now, I, I guess to people that would be like, okay, that's a hell of a way to, to test yourself. Fair enough. For those that, are, that, that, that think they're ready to take that next step, how do you know if you're, if you're ready to, you know, to, to, to deal with a traffic stop and you got three, four, five cars, five, six, seven cops, and it's a high <laughs> volatile, you know what I'm saying? That's a hell of a, a, of a, a rites of passage. Dude, let me you're tell you you're in the yo. court and the black robe and he's talking the way he talks. You know how these judges talk, you know, and the bailiff is, lo- is looking at you. The, 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 uh, the court secretary is looking at you like, you know, and people in the back are looking at you like, so how, <laughs> how does one know they are ready one? And, and for two, uh, how do you know if you pass the test? All right. So as far as the court situation, I haven't gotten there just yet. Um, but I will say this, as far as the, the, uh, the getting pulled over type thing, um, for me, I basically just got in the community. I started to talk to different people and knowing what to expect. And I draw back on previous, cause we've all been pulled over. <laughs> so I draw back on previous experiences when I got pulled over. And then I remembered like, yo, whenever I gave up the driver's license, and they got the insurance, they got the address. That's when things started to turn into, oh, shit, okay, bam. I'm just going to go ahead and tell this motherfucker whatever the hell I want to tell him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But there was one time I got, that was twice, actually, when I got pulled over when I was about, like, 18 years old. And I was really responsible when I was younger because I would always lose my goddamn license. It was a pain in the ass. So I would have to go down to the DMV to get a new license. So there was one time um, I had misplaced my license, but I wanted to be out there, you know, street racing with my boys and shit. So I'm in this, I'm in my, I had a 2003 Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution back then. It's a real fast car. I know, I know Dude, all about it. I know. I'm getting busy on the highway, son. Let me tell you, my boy had a WRX. I dude, I did like, we were up 695, man, interstate. Dude, I did like, a, I had to been doing like 150. Gunning, flying up the goddamn road. So I look in my rearview mirror, I left his ass. And then I see the red and blue lights. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So dude, I slow down and I'm trying to like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I slow down, right? I'm like, okay, good. I'm at a good speed now. I slowed down. I look down. I'm doing a buck 10. Shit. I got to slow down even more. I get down to like 65, then 50, and I get on a ramp, and the police officer, now keep in mind, he was all the way in the back because I yeah. was gone. Yeah. So I take the ramp, and I knew he saw me or whatever, so I wasn't trying to run. So I take the ramp, and then um, the dude pulls up behind me. So I'm like, fuck. I'm about to lose my goddamn license. I'm about to get my shit towed. And it's before I knew any of this stuff. Yeah. So he's like, uh, do you have any idea how fast you were going? I told him, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so he was like, license and registration. So I said, yo, I, I, I don't have my, I left my license home. I, I, I left my wallet. And I don't have my license on me. So he asked me, do you even have a license? I said, uh, I have one, but I don't, I don't have it on me. I left it home. He was like, look, I'm gonna let you off with a warning. but um." Slow this goddamn car down. Next time I will tow your car. And he leaves. And then I thought about it like, yo, why didn't he take my... I was literally street racing on a goddamn street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This dude saw me. Because the only way he would have been able to keep up with me like that is he knew what he was looking for. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, why didn't he, he hand me up? And I was like, well, maybe, part of me was like, well, maybe he was being nice. But nah, dude, I think it's because of the driver's license, man. I think that's what it was. There was no jurisdiction. You see what I'm saying? So, Interesting. Maybe he thought I knew, you know, 
about the travel thing. Some police officers do think people know about it because they know about it themselves. Mm -hmm. They won't tell you that unless you ask them sometimes. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what he thought. And then there was another time I had got stopped. I was literally heading to the DMV to get a license. And I got pulled over and I was like, yo, I'm literally heading to DMV now to get a license. And he was like, uh, so you don't have a license on you? I said, no. And he was like, um, all right, do you have any verifiable marks on your body? I said, well, I got this scar right here. So he says, all right. So he takes out his notepad and writes down something. And he's like, all right, well, make sure you go straight to the DMV. So I, that was it. Went to the DMV, got the, got the license. And both times I drew back on it, I was like, yo, both times I got treated. The only two times I dealt with police officers when I was in a whip and I got treated regularly was when I didn't give them a license. Okay. The other times they were like, take this off, take this out of your dash, blah, blah, blah. Turn your lights off, turn the car. What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you in this area? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't got my car. I got yanked out of my car before. Um, I got my car searched without a, without a warrant. Uh, dude, and this is all after I gave him the driver's license. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I noticed. Let me, um, okay, if it goes left, right, are you, okay, say a newbie, they, 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 they studied the case law, they got everything memorized, they know what to say, got the talking points, they go in front of the judge or they're dealing with whatever officer, if it goes left, is it because something they said out of place? Or they were dealing with somebody that just didn't give a fuck what they were talking about. And you have to sort that sort it out on the back end. Same thing when you go to court. Like we've seen people get hemmed up. And they say all the right things. And they still, the bailiff comes to get them. Or I've seen where the judge will kick everybody out and just leave the defendant in the bailiff. Um, if it goes left, usually what happens? Or what usually typically went wrong for that person? All right, so you could be dealing with a corrupt official. That's 100% a possibility. I mean, let's be honest, dude. A lot of these dudes as they're walking around, it's questionable whether these are even people we're dealing with or something else because the way they move, you know what I mean? If somebody's literally telling you with, with uh, respect what their rights are and that you know they know their rights and you still just want to be a complete a-hole about it, you might just be dealing with someone who's corrupt or some other nature of, of being or something like that. So with that said, um, you got to know your rights. I would encourage everybody who's watching this live stream, um, who watches the replay, please go and download a copy of the Constitution. Right. It's free. You can get a copy of the Constitution right off of your app store, and it doesn't cost a dime. Start to read your rights. Look at the look at the Bill of Rights and start to read your rights. Look at the first ten at least. If you don't want to read all goddamn all of them, just read the first ten. Because honestly, I don't read the, anything after like the tenth one. They're all bullshit. That's all the, one, that's the only ones that matter. The first ten. <laughs> read the first ten at least if you can start there. You know, I mean, some people don't like to read the Constitution because it's long as hell. But I mean, start there. Start with your rights. You know, know your rights at least. And then from there, you know, your right to remain silent is a very powerful tool. You know. You tell the police officer, look, I don't, no disrespect. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I don't answer questions. My lawyer told me not to answer any questions, and I plead the fifth without counsel. Whenever they ask you something after that, you just look at them. That's it. And then from there, you know, pretty much you can ask for a supervisor before that, what have you. If you get the same reaction out of the supervisor, you can just exercise your right to remain silent, you know, and just deal with it from there. You could run into a, a, a corrupt official, but I will say this. From my experience of dealing with the police officers, if you have that passport, when they come to pull you over, they might have one attitude when they come pull you over. But after they look at what's on that passport screen and they come back to you, it's, it's usually a 100% chance that attitude will be completely different. I've had dudes pull me, police officers pull me over with an attitude. What the hell is going on with your license plate? I asked them, do you, uh, do you uh, intend to uphold your oath to the Constitution of the United States of America? And Give me your license and registration. All right, here's, here you go. Here's a passport. And they look at it like, do you have registration? Do you have anything with your address on it? I, I, I don't answer questions, sir. And they go back to their police crews and they come back. I'm going to give you a citation today, sir. Or they just say, here's your ID back. Please have a good day. And they're just completely nice because whatever they saw on that screen, they know, you know what time you're on. So. so now for the uninitiated, that means you're on a do not detain list. Yes. So yes, the is. passport my, without putting them on proper notice is not is is it, it's it's not going to give the same effect so you have it to, can be done okay it, it, it can be done i actually know a guy who doesn't have his he's got some child support issues 
and all he carries um he has still he has notices in his car um if you're if you're exercising your right to travel you're exercising you know your right to free travel as such you have to make sure you have documents in your car i would recommend everybody who's interested in this go to your city's uh police policy pdf it's called foreign national police policy i actually went here in baltimore and i got the foreign national police policy pdf 1113 general order for baltimore and i read it from front to back and what it has is the definitions so it breaks it down for the police officers so there's no discrepancy about exactly who they're dealing with and they put these things out because they've gotten sued so many times for police officers violating people's right to travel telling them they got to have plates on their car from the state which is none of that's true and if you take a lot of these officers to federal you're going to get eaten alive in state court let's be honest because it's corrupt as fuck. but once you get to federal court that's where all your rights are mm-hmm. you take a police officer to federal court you can you, you got his bond information you can do a lot of interesting things so um yeah, as far as that goes um it can be done without a passport um you can make sure you get their information uh, their bond number and such there's a form for that where you can request their supervisor's bond information you can put a claim on their bond um if you remember when in 2021 when the masks were on those children there was a group of people called uh, bonds for the win i heard about that yeah yes sir they got busy there were yeah. a group of parents who were pissed off with the mandates and they were pissed off seeing their children look depressed wearing masks in schools and they went to the board meetings all across the states that's right they got the bond information for these public officials if you don't if you're not aware what bond information is any public official who's in office must have a bond uh number for their specific duty it's more like an insurance policy so like your car has um an insurance policy so if you hit somebody or if you do something wrong their insurance company will go after yours and your your premium will go up basically and whatever the damages will come out of your policy they have the same exact thing and check this out uh-huh. i mean let me get this off real quick yeah, yeah 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 there's actually a limit on a lot of their bond numbers so if they have a bond for a hundred thousand dollars and you got 70 different parents putting claims on their bonds for fifty thousand dollars anything over a hundred thousand comes out of their pocket <laughs> so that's what happened so these parents were showing up to these schools and they were saying, look, you've been put on notice. If you do not remove this mask mandate and these stupid restrictions that are unconstitutional and a violation to your oath of office, which all of them swore oath to the Constitution of the United States of America and the state constitution, you will be placed with a claim on your bond of $50,000 per claim. Once that happens, they've been put on notice and served with paperwork. After that, if they want to play ball after that, they can go ahead and they can go bankrupt and lose their house and their car and all that other stuff if they want to. You know, that's one of them fuck around if you and find out. Find out if you want to is it type situation. Yeah. 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 Um, then they were scared of it, you know. Let me ask you, um, like the the police watch commanders, at what point are they brought in and, and given the information and knowledge on how to deal with sovereign individuals? I couldn't hear you say it again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for for police watch commanders, super superintendents are supervised. Uh, the sergeant sergeants on up, I believe. Mm-hmm. When are they usually brought in and say, "Okay, look, come across this group of people. This is how you interact. Um, with, or this is what they, to expect and know that they're they're legit and whatever the case may be." Yeah, yeah. There's um. I would say this probably happens because the gentleman I talked to who's a transit authority, he was saying that they learn a lot of this in the cadet school, basically. They're, they're given a brief, and they're called, they call it sovereign citizens. That's what they call them. People who know the Constitution. And they, they got all these people who know their rights in a, in a box. And the interesting thing about it is they try to classify them as like um, some kind of a paper terrorist or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever. But it's crazy because... Um, when they're informed of this stuff, it's the higher ups inform these people like, look, uh, they say these trigger words. There's actually a PDF. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but you can probably find it on Google. But there's a trigger words PDF where there's certain things to listen for. If they say they're traveling, if they ask for your bond information, um, if they start talking about the Constitution, there's just a bunch of random crazy stuff that they've got on the list that are the basics every person or people should know. And when they're dealing with these officials, these are the basics people should know. But again, they, they don't like the fact that people know this stuff. So they try to demonize it. And the more they can turn police officers against the knowledge, 
you know, the better off the state's going to be to collect revenue. So I would say it's right from an indoctrination training, you know, and they, they learn a lot of this. Some of them learn it the hard way. There's been, there was one stop I watched where there was a guy who got pulled over and said he was traveling. And this is a white guy. And he basically was very, very cordial with this gentleman. He was like, look, I, I, I what you're saying is very interesting, um, but I got to talk to my sergeant. So hang tight. So he goes to talk to his sergeant. Of course, four more police officers come when he says something about the right to travel. They, that's the standard. When you start talking about this stuff, expect to have four to six police officers pull up behind you. Do not be intimidated because there's still channels they have to go through. They can't just start beating the shit out of you. <laughs> right. It doesn't work like that. Right. It doesn't work like that. That's the fear a lot of us have. We got to get rid of that fear, though. We can't just go out here operating in fear. It's, some of it, it takes a lot of balls to move around with. So, um, there's channels they have to go through. So this guy goes and gets his, uh, his sergeant. And so his sergeant goes over there and talks to the guy. And this is all through the police officer's body cam. So um, the guy ends up letting this guy go. He says, look, I, I don't, you know, I, I understand you said you got the right to travel. I don't have a problem with it. Just make sure you be safe tonight. And just remember, you might get pulled over by another police officer. Have a nice night. Guy goes free, right? Guy thanks him and everything. Goes free. So he's having a conversation with another police officer that pulled up. And he's like, yeah. Uh, sovereign citizens, I can't stand those son of a bitches, man. They're a pain in the ass. And he was like, yeah, I heard one, the, the guy who stopped the guy, he says, yeah, I, had, I heard one story about uh this the one police officer that was working on the force. He got tangled up with one of them soft sits, and he said um he actually got a lien put on his house and a lien put on his car, and his credit was fucked up for like 10 years. It almost makes me want to say, fuck that. <laughs> he literally said this over the wow. camera. I didn't bleep that out. But yeah, so this is this is, you know, some of them, they respect the power because a lot of these things can be done. I wouldn't advise putting a lien on anybody's house, you know, but um, a lot of this stuff, it was done in the past to, to people who overstepped and there's notice has been taken. We'll put it that way. And it's, in terms of these judges and things like that, these are all magistrates. They're administrators, administrators of the uh, of the bank. If you look up the word uh, court in the Black's Law Dictionary, one of the definitions is actually a bank. A lot of people don't know that. A court is actually a bank. It's an administrative process. So they're administering your estate. When you were born and you were given a, a birth certificate with the all caps name, they gave you what's called an estate slash assisted KV trust. So that's what a lot of people, you hear people about uh, talking about the uh, the trust and stuff like that, how to yeah. access, what is that? What is that thing called? The uh, the QCIP number and, 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 and yeah. That's it right there, right. And they're talking about the trust, but overall it's also an estate too. So, um, when you go to court for the all capitals name and you don't you don't do the proper channels to take control of your estate, they're doing it for you. So when you think it's bullshit, you gotta go in for a traffic ticket. Well, that's because you didn't properly claim your estate as the administrator. Right. They're administrating your your estate and they're holding you responsible as the trustee because you haven't rebutted the claim. So it's it's you gotta go in right. When you go in court, you should always put in affidavits. Your paperwork should always precede you. You need to make a special appearance because if you don't, you just go in. You're coming in as the all caps U.S. citizen. You don't got any power in that. Right. You make a special appearance as a uh, as a uh, what is it? Appropriate persona is what it's called. Right. Appropriate persona sui juris, basically. So when you make a special appearance, you go in that way of your own accord. You know, you handle all responsibility for your affairs, and you're mature enough to take responsibility to do that in court. That's when you go in. And then when you go in that way, you'll notice they'll change a lot. I've actually talked, I was talking to a guy today. He went in court for child support and he appointed the, uh, he asked who was the trustee to the account. Now, if you look at your, if you, at your state constitution, it'll say in your state constitution that these public officials are all trustees. Right. And the trust is the state of whatever state you live in. So they're the trustees. So when you go in and ask who's the trustee, nobody wants to take responsibility because they're liable. That means they're liable. That's right. They're liable for, yeah. Yeah. Right, because it's a trust. So you ask who's the, I'm the beneficiary. First so who's all. the administrator? Who's the administrator? Yeah. Who who is the trustee? Yeah. Nobody's answering any questions. All right, cool. Since so nobody wants to uh to admit to being the trustee, uh, magistrate judge, I appoint you as the trustee. Uh, attorney, whatever, I, I I appoint you as the trustee. Bailiff, you're also a trustee. So you are responsible for handling this matter. Then you pretty much work from there. And a lot of times the judges get up and fucking leave and dismiss the case. <laughs> so. One way to do it. Um, wow. Uh, so much, so much. I've been uh, studying, dude. I know, yeah, and I and I love it because, man, I, I I hate I fell back from it, 
and this is why I kind of I, I I watch you and other guys. I, I y'all kind of keep me in the loop of what's going on, and if it's something I need to brush up on, then I'll do it. Um, I, I don't think people really un, really understand this is a lifestyle. Like it, the, it's not the a game out here. yeah, the filing <laughs> of the paperwork is just one tiny step. Like this is a you have to you have to go study the case law. Things are always changing. They're always messing with shit. Too many people find out about this, and they'll change this and that. I mean, it's 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 chess. It's a lifetime of, of playing chess with these people. These people are not going to let you just come and do what the fuck, you, you know, and you sure. their laws and whatever the case may be because you're making them, you're holding them accountable. And I, I just don't think people understand the gravity of how much time and work and effort you have to put in to, to not only be sharp, but to stay sharp. So I, I commend and salute you guys because I tapped out about four years ago, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a lot to you, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, dude. Sometimes I take breaks from studying. I, I just, yeah. Last time I took a break, I took a three month break from all that. Yeah, I was doing yeah. my life and just talking about stuff I already read. But dude, I had to chill, man, because it was an overload. So you had a chance to watch the uh, the park video with at the Atlanta PD. Um, that, that took place with the woman that took place in Atlanta, the park. Is this recent? Yeah. You haven't watched I it? I have not watched it recently, no. Okay, so what stuck out, what stood out to me was when they were getting a citation for being in the park after hours. So he, he gives the, the brother the ticket, the citation, and the brother asks, well, is this a charge? Now, I'm sitting here like, why would you ask, is this a charge? Can you explain to the people how important it is for us to study law and civics. And I don't mean go to law school or, or law school, oh, no, be that in depth in it, but what aspects of law and civics should the regular melanated person already know or begin to start studying it? All right, first thing I would say is, um, let me just break this down for you. I actually trained with somebody who's a, a bar lawyer too. And when I started to s- tell him about this stuff, this dude had no idea what the hell I was talking about. He's like, what? <laughs> to write the travel what are you talking about you're gonna end up going to jail and then he saw my stop and he was like yo i am literally mind blown they taught us none of us any of this stuff at the bar uh, the college i went to we didn't learn about any of this stuff so what i would say uh, again i would say draw back to the constitution look at your bill of rights look at your bill of rights start there then i would also say start to read these statutes and codes and stuff like that and see what they actually say get yourself a black law de- uh dictionary and look up the definitions of different things because the words that you think mean one thing are something completely totally different. different oh man it's crazy dude it's crazy look up the word person in a black's law dictionary and it's literally probably about three pages of explanations of what a person is a lot of us thought a person was just the guy standing in front of us the lady standing in front of us oh no did you know that an llc is a person did you yeah. know that a trust is a person and a state is a person businesses any business can be a person well i'm glad you said that because the the whole tpp the trans-pacific partnership you have these corporations that are given rights like a person and exactly they can drag a uh, a regular person into that specific arena and you're being judged and tried by corporations given you know the rights and, and and assertions as a regular person so it's it's out there for people to know, I, if you don't have a glimpse of it now, I, I and go ahead, brother, go ahead, continue with the bill. All good, man. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, you you can get yourself like a um, I think they're on the sixth edition. Were they on sixth or seventh, maybe? I, I have, I have up to six. Yeah, they might be on eighth by now, but yeah, they put one out almost every year. I think so. I actually have a um a volume six. I only paid like thirty dollars for the joint, like thirty forty dollars. You know, can spend that much on Gucci belts for more than that. <laughs> you probably buy three books for that price. But um, yeah, literally, you grab yourself the Black's Law Dictionary, man, and just, you know, have some fun with it, man. Take some time. Take 20 minutes a day to read. You know, if you can't commit to, like, you know, just spending that much time, set a goal to read 10 pages or something a, a, a day if you can. It, read something and just start to see how the system works because I tell you what, I agree with Dane Calloway as far you know who Dane Calloway is. I agree with Dane Calloway as far as the why uh black people quote unquote haven't received reparations um you look up the definition of black in the black's law dictionary it basically is dead and void of life right so you claim in reparations 
and you also claim to be a dead entity, they don't have to address you because you're a dead entity and dead entity belongs to the United States corporation. So they ain't got to give you shit. I agree with him as far as um, knowing also what your roots are. You need to find out exactly who your ancestors were and what tribe they were with. A lot of us that were here on the land, we aren't 14th Amendment citizens. We were already here before that whole entire thing got set up. You know, slavery was basically outlawed pretty much or, re, excuse me, reclassified under the 14th Amendment. It was originally, the 14th Amendment was made for melanated copper-colored people. You know, that's what it was originally designed for. But then they realized, yo, we can get all these mofos, yo. We can get, why, why, why walk down, why run down and take just a few of them when we can walk down and take them all? Yeah. That kind of deal. So that's what the 14th Amendment was literally for. And D.C., is actually in a 12 mile, was a 10 mile square of uh, the White House, I believe. So that's what United States, if you look up UCC, oh, I should know this. It's not 9307. I should know this offhand. But um, there's a uniform commercial code that basically breaks down exactly. I, I'm just going to bother. I got to look it up now. <laughs> but there's a uniform commercial code that basically breaks down exactly where the United States is. Here it is, right? I think this is it right here. Yeah, here it is. UCC 9307, Section 8. UCC Uniform Commercial Code 9-307, and go down to Section H. And it tells you where the location of the United States is. United States is located in the District of Columbia. It'll literally tell you that. So when you start to look up where the United States is located and where a U.S. citizen is in regard, that tells you right there. So if you live in New Jersey claiming to be a U.S. citizen, you way off. You ain't even in Washington, D.C. Right. Well, let me ask you this. How much have they changed things up since the knowledge has been put out, put forth, and more people are kind of gravitating towards, towards it? They changed a lot of things, man. Um, UCC 1308 was formerly UCC, uh, what is it, 1207, correct? I, be I believe. Yeah. Yep. They changed that when people started to figure out what that was. A lot of people don't know. Y'all out here getting these traffic tickets. You write UCC 1308 in the signature spot where the traffic ticket is. A lot of times that fucking ticket will go away. Another thing you can also do too is uh, you can, if you get a traffic ticket, you can send it back to the courthouse via certified mail and with a uh, refuse, no, what is it? No contract refuse. I actually have a stamp here that has it on here. But um, yeah, no contract refuse uh, UCC 1308. You send it back to the courthouse with certified mail. A lot of times a case will go away. Um, things they change, you know, remember when people were using the QCIP number and the, uh, the number on the back of the social security card yeah. to access that Sister K trust. Yeah. And they were using it to discharge debt like, like it was made for. Right. And, um, you know, there was people who bought, car it, it, people got greedy. People started to, you know, people found out about it. They would go get themselves a car and then it worked like, yo, I can get a car and I can get five other people cars. I can sell them the cars for less than I bought the cars for. I can buy a house and discharge that's what happened. People started to get greedy and they said, all right, you know what? Y'all niggas got greedy. Now any transaction you do is going to be reversed and now you're on a watch list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or you might, you might have them, the men in black come to your house if you do that. Well, that's the um, thing. I, if, if, you, if you can elaborate because people think you're, you're getting access to the money. It's like, no, no one. I've, I would never take anyone seriously who said I, I got access to the QCM. You would be a dead man for one. For two, like you said, they discharged the debt. And I don't even think people understand, you know, you write your instrument, your notation. Oh, man, I'm so rusty, bro. But you, you, know, you write out your uh, form of instrument. Negotiable instrument. Yeah, negotiable, yes, negotiable instrument. And then you, whatever the case may be, and you send it in and you discharge it. That's all you're doing is discharging debt. It's not you buying anything. So could you elaborate on, I don't know how people thought you, you get access to the money and start buying shit. That's not how it was ever designed to work. It's no, just, it wasn't. And a okay. lot of people went to jail behind that too. Right. Um, you have the right to discharge debt. Uh, House Joint Resolution 192, which is now public law 7310. Um, when they got rid of the gold and silver in 1933, uh, which is when the Federal Reserve Act was enacted, which, you know, also along with the Social Security Act, which gave everybody uh, Social Security numbers and all caps names, making them corporations, all the persons anyway. Um, yeah, so when you had that, they had to have a remedy. So look, when you take all the gold and silver out of the economy, you basically took all the ways to pay. So there's no way for anybody to pay for anything. Mm -hmm. That's why when you look up the value of what a dollar is, it's backed by the full faith and credit of the nation. Right. Fort Knox is empty. Ain't nothing in Fort Knox. They took all that gold out a long time That's ago. That's why they keep it secure because they don't want you to know ain't nothing in there. <laughs> 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 
terrible. There might be a couple spiders in there. That's, that's a cold it. joke. That's a cruel joke. Oh my gosh, man! There's not a game out there. So look, when they took all the gold and silver out of there, they got to have a way in order for you to discharge debt to stay in order. Yeah. And the things these people are doing, they've been doing for hundreds and thousands of years. Civilizations rise, civilizations fall. It's the same system though, and it's tried and true. They avoid universal karmic debt, pretty much, you know, because if you do something like take all the gold and silver and just leave everybody to suffer, now you now your children or great 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 grandchildren got to deal with some some the universe ready to come back and hit them in the ass for shit you did. So they figured this out and they were like, all right, look, we'll just go ahead and do this. We'll go ahead and take all the gold and silver and give them Federal Reserve notes in place because, you know, the uh, the actual note that was able to be exchanged, they used to have red stamps on them, but they mm -hmm. were actually notes that were able to be exchanged for gold and silver back in the day. Right. Before 1933, you could actually take a federal, um, actually, you could take a note and exchange it at the bank for gold and change instead of having to carry that heavy ass gold around. that's why they were created the gold yes because you couldn't everybody you couldn't carry gold it was it was, it was too, too much heavy. it was too, too heavy yes I that's mean, right everybody ain't mansa musa right right so <laughs> so that's what happened so um they had these notes in place so what they realized was people stopped taking gold this is partially the people's fault they stopped taking gold and silver out of the bank and just traded the notes mm -hmm. like, yo we can we can probably do away with the notes and they won't even miss it right they can still go get their beer or something like that soda pop or whatever they called it back then Without having to give them any gold and silver, we can take the gold and silver away. That's what they did. They took the gold and silver out of the economy, and they, that's when they created the Federal Reserve System and all that stuff. So now you cannot pay for anything. There is no money of exchange in effect right now. There's only Federal Reserve notes and promissory notes. Look up Uniform Commercial Code Article 3. It'll literally tell you in Uniform Commercial Code Article 3 what a negotiable instrument is, which is a form of a check or money order that can be used to offset or discharge a debt. So that's part of what it is. Also, shit, when you go in to buy a car or a house and you sign that contract, your signature is actually what's discharging the house. When you walk away from that agreement table at settlement, or some people call it closing or whatever, when you sign that form and you walk away, you've literally discharged your house. Now they're, they're double dipping because they take that note, they trade that bad boy in the stock market right. and turn it into a security. And your house has already been paid for, quote unquote, paid for 20 times over. Yeah. They might trade that bad boy in the stock market for $20 million. Meanwhile, your house costs 250000 So it's already been discharged. But then they go back and hit you with payments with interest. <laughs> yeah. So they get you two times over, man. But this is, you know, it says in the Bible, my people will be uh, punished for lack of knowledge. And that's what's happening. Man, you're saying it way better than I could. That's <laughs> why. So I appreciate that. Um, I, you know what? It's funny because I, I, I think these are things that you should have a base level understanding of. Like, I remember the, the Constitution in fifth grade. We had to memorize the first 10 um, Bill of Rights. We had, you know, we, you couldn't pass fifth grade without knowing the shit and reciting it word for word. So, um, how, let me ask you, how much do you think of an impact it's 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 had on the government um has enough people have enough people woken to the to the point where because you know we we, we see they're changing things up uh do they feel do they feel threatened at this point or are they still for the most part well uh, you know let a few of them yes indeed oh my god yes man you could look 2020 was look dude let me tell you something bro i didn't start getting into all this stuff literally it probably sounds like i've been studying for years but I just, I crunched time between 2020 and now. I really just started reading and learning as much as I could, listening to the right sources. But dude, when they can tell you, you have to wear a mask when you come outside, or they can tell you, you gotta get poked in order for you to keep working at your place of employment. You gotta put this foreign stuff in your body. And I'll tell you the, the, the uh, uh, what is the ramifications of it later on. Yeah. In the meantime, right now. put this in your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To people who really, you know, had the ability to grasp the knowledge, it didn't make any sense. And people started to look into this stuff or people started to ask questions. And, you know, part of me feels like this is them trying to kick off their plan. But, dude, I ain't going to lie to you, dude. Part of me feels like this was something to wake the people up because we were we were asleep so long. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm, I'm conflicted about that. But I would say things are definitely starting to change because you got more people asking questions. You saw what happened with Roe v. Wade. A lot of people were pissed off about that. You saw what happened with uh, uh, New York versus Bruin. You guys heard about the uh, concealed carry permits, uh, even though you're, you're, you're state over there. 
I don't know what you're saying listen, over there, dude. Hey, man, I just... <laughs> Kelly on some crazy shit. They said, you know what? Fuck the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Constitution. I got to respect the, the gangster behind it because it's just, that's all I can do. You got to do some, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, hey. That dude, you can't convince me that dude is a man. That dude is something else. But, yo, but these people, man, like, yo, these these mofos that are out here moving around, they know what's up. People are starting to wake up, and people got together. They voiced their claims, and they got these uh, these cases moved upward to Supreme Court. And um, But you know what I don't like, dude? I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like Supreme Court was the dad in the next room getting drunk while the next – the next room was the big brother beating the shit out of all the little brothers, breaking yeah. their bones. Yeah. And then finally, one of them had the uh, the gold, was able to get over to the other room, and then the father came in and beat the shit out of the big brother's ass. So you mean to tell me all this shit was happening all this time, and you weren't doing anything about it? Is that what was, is that what's really good? You know, so that that looked weird to me, but you know, I digress. Uh, uh, everything in all in due time. Uh, let me. Let me... Final question before I get let, I let you get up out of here. I take your time. I got I got a little bit of time. Okay. Um, how much has this made your life difficult? Um, because once again, people will watch uh, YouTube and see all the disastrous videos of people living a sovereign life and exercising their rights, and all they see is, you know, added strife. You know, every time you get pulled over, you have to go through this process all over again. You know, um has it has it been an extra burden no uh here's why well that's a loaded question um partially here's why i don't get pulled over anymore okay they don't they don't fuck with me no more like i literally i've had probably about like 15 police officers sheriffs uh undercovers all kinds of mofos behind me they don't even pull me over no more so you know, they already know what time I'm on. You know, I've already, I don't go out of my way to do anything retarded either. I mind my business. I don't bother anybody. I don't be out here drifting around a parking lot. There's one dumbass kid who got his damn uh, passport uh, on a do not detain list. And this stupid motherfucker goes to the police, or not a military base. He goes to the military naval base and starts drifting in the parking lot and tried to give him a passport. Like, <laughs> what? I don't, exactly. This This literally happened. 2021 this is probably february and this i don't know what happened to that kid but i haven't heard from him since but um yeah for me the biggest thing for me dude wasn't the the adjustment in terms of handling my own affairs because i kind of feel like this is what i'm supposed to be doing anyway the biggest problem i have with having this amount of knowledge about these subjects is trying to adapt to people who don't know anything about it there you go that's hard for me, man, because like yo, people I used to be real, real cool with and be able to see eye to eye with, I know I could never explain this to them in a way that they could understand. So it's kind of like, yo, how do you go back and you know, uh, coincide with the the people that you used to talk with before you started knowing? How do you move the same way? In other words, mm. you know what I'm saying? How do you how do you chill at a party and watch people you know talk, scared of monkeypox and shit like that? Like you know, these things are things that. I start to just ask questions about it. And then once I just get in them positions, I just a lot of times remain quiet. So it's, it's tough, man, just trying to readapt yourself once you have this, this burden of knowledge, man. This ignorance is definitely bliss. Let me, um, maybe this might be out of our wheelhouse, um, but the recent um, confrontations between police and family members who have family that have mental issues, autism, Asperger's, and it, it ends up very badly. They don't call a, a mental health services person. Um, they send the cops out. The cops is always usually the, usually the first responders to any and all situations. Um, can you at all speak to those that have family members that may be on the spectrum that, you know, and they make the mistake of calling the cops when, can you, can you make yeah. sense of that at all for me? And, and if they're in a position like that, what could you tell the cop to say, okay, wait a minute, maybe this is a mistake. We shouldn't have called you. We'll take care of it. Can y'all can go ahead and disperse, right? Is that even? Um, all right. So that's a tough one, man. In terms of uh, what you can do, because I'm all about prevention. So what you could possibly do is, again, put the right people on notice. Um, if there's an issue you have with somebody in your family who's autistic and they might have an episode or something like that, or you might need some assistance. First off, you don't want to call the police because, you know, 
These guys carry nine millimeters for physical threats. And the last thing you want to see is your loved one injured or hurt by, um, you know, misunderstanding. Um, again, putting people on notice, you know, you know, I have a mentally challenged such and such that lives here, put the chief of police on notice, you know, if something does happen, put the neighbors on notice, you know, you tell the neighbors, you know, you know, I got, I know a lot of people don't like to tell, tell people's business. Hey, business like yeah, that, let's yeah. be real here. Yeah. If you have an episode where you're mentally challenged, um, uh, could be your cousin or your, your brother or sister or something like that is outside causing the issue and starting to yell. First thing they're going to do probably is just go by the boys. Yeah. So you might want to let your neighbors know you could probably, you know, print up some paper or something like that. Get familiar with your neighbors, print up something, you know, his name is such and such. He's mentally challenged. If you see him out here doing it, he's harmless. Please do not call the police on him. We are, you know, we, sometimes we have issues or whatever like that. Try to do your best to mitigate any situation before it happens, man. And, um, you know, that's the, the best advice I can offer with something like that. But it is a challenge. You probably get him his passport, too, though, at that point. And if they do come, you just give them that passport. When they go to run it, they already know what time it is, you know. So that's another way you can do it. Cool. But I say prevention is the best key. So let me sum this up as best as I can. So basically, in your city, town, municipality, locale, whatever the case may be, the best bet for you is to put everybody on notice, file the appropriate paperwork, and for the most part, you should be left alone if you always if you're a law abiding citizen and you pretty much don't do any any weird stuff. Is that fair? A fair assessment for the most part? Um, no, uh, partially. You're okay. still going to be tested. Don't get it twisted. If you out here like dude, I tell dudes all the time, just because you got a passport, you might still be tested. You know, it's just anything you do within you're trying to make a success, there's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. So, yes, you need to be very aware of what you're talking about. You need to be able to explain it, and you have to have a, a full understanding of it because the only way you're going to understand something is if you understand – excuse me. The only way you're going to be able to explain something is if you enter over and understand how it works. You know, you can't fix a uh, bicycle if you don't know how it works. You're trying to put parts on, but you don't know the order they work in. You don't know how to gear shift. You're going to fuck it up. Right. The same thing for applies to anything. You have to know how it works. So study, 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 read. And then when you get comfortable enough that you can explain to somebody who doesn't know what it means, then you can go out and move forward. That's the best advice I can offer with that. But you will be tested. I'm about to say you got to you got to get tested. That's the only caveat to that. You have to kind of go through the fire for it. Yes, indeed. OK, my man, a six grind time. Any any last word you want to give for the people? Man, we talk about stuff like this on uh, Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. on Sundays over on my channel, A dash under six, excuse me, A dash underscore. Jeez, I'm brain dead. I'm so hungry. I can't even think. A dash six underscore grind time on YouTube. And um, if you want to subscribe to me, you definitely could do that. You know, anything you got pretty much um, opinion wise, you can drop in the live stream. And, you know, I, a lot of times I have Sly on there. I'll have Form Runner on there. You know, I'll have the OG on there. I have a lot of heads on there for real. So it's always good for you guys to tune in. We cover current events. You know, we talk about remedies. We talk about statutes, codes, and regulations, how to move. All that stuff is brought up, man. We even have a little segment at the end where people jump on the live stream. So if you're interested, please, please, please come subscribe. I greatly appreciate your support. And let's move forward and learn together. Final question before I let you go. Where does it, where do you see it going moving forward um, with the nation in somewhat turmoil, somewhat a little bit of, of upheaval, um, people's rights being somewhat trampled upon. Do you see the movement of, of the sovereign movement getting larger, stronger, maybe possibly going mainstream to much, much to your chagrin? Not going to go mainstream because let's be honest, they don't stand to benefit anything. They stand to lose power with it going mainstream, so to so, okay. so to say. But what I will say is this. There has been an increased amount of people asking questions. You know, there's been people asking, starting to ask why. People starting to put the pieces together. So, yes, it will be a situation where you'll start to see changes, but they will never tell you why that is. You'll start to see things changing for the better in terms of the way things are being done or how, what laws are being pushed forward and such. But they'll never, they'll never give you the W. Just like when you're in court. They'll never tell you, okay, you're absolutely right. We're participating in fraud. We've been taking and stealing from you the whole time. Yeah. We're going to dismiss your case because you're the superior individual here and we're the trustee. Never. 
they're gonna, they're gonna tell you, oh, the police officer didn't show up. We dismissed your case. Oh, there was an incorrect filing on the uh, on the state's behalf. We're gonna dismiss your case. Oh, the docket was empty. Something, you know, bullshit. Yeah. Any, anything they can tell you to get out of it, they'll never give you the W though. But that's we don't need the W. We just need to know we're on the right path. And with that being said, I want to thank my man Asic Grind Time for coming through and dropping. Just we're gonna, I'm, I, I gotta go back and because I'm I'm rusty. So I, I thank you for keeping me sharp, my brother. Uh, go, man, go eat, man. I know you had a long day today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yes, sir. My man, A6. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And, uh, oh, yo, you know what? I'm so sorry. Yo, thugs, man, my bad for, I, I didn't, I was going to read your super chat. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't forget you, bro. Um, peer character, pear character flying in the air with a red cape and a smile on his face. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, come on. Come on. All right. <sighs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to end this. I'm going to come back in 30 minutes, and we're going to revisit Sandra Bland and Corinne Gaines, and we're going to use A6's grind times points as to what went wrong and how they messed up and how they got themselves in a permanent jam. So I will be back in 30 minutes and we're, i'm gonna let the barn doors open let all the animals out and we're gonna get into the uh the sandra bland uh and corinne Gaines uh situation so give me 30 i'll be back welcome to the morning star show with super sly 75 you are listening to on the wake up radio.com sign up for otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75 Oh wait, Natasha. Uh super chat. Um Perry character turned around waving his hand saying, Hey you while lowering his glasses. Alright, so let me get about here. I'll be back in thirty and we're gonna we're gonna go into all this nonsense. All right. <laughs> 